Well, uh, hey everybody, welcome back to the Sandstone Cycles Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Martinez, joined here with uh, the usual co-host, Townsend McKillop. And today we got a guest for you, um, Eric Porter from Diamondback Bikes. He's one of their riders. How you doing, Eric? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, for sure. It's, uh, it's really great being out here with you. And uh, we're out here, this is day two at the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival in Sedona, Arizona. Epic place, man. Yeah, this place is awesome. This is, I think, my third time to Sedona, and I can't get enough of it. Every time I come here, it's there's new stuff I find, new lines, and um, amazing trails everywhere. And I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface. Yeah, and, and we're pretty new to uh, mountain bike festivals, and we're just really shocked with how much of the industry shows up to this one. And we've seen all like the YouTubers, the podcasters, the it's just crazy. And then then just the companies in the industry, they're almost all here. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, this is my first time to this festival as well, and there's a bunch of great companies here, so people can come and demo tons of awesome bikes, and then ride great trails with, like you said, great people, and everyone that's here, um, from consumers to people in the industry, is just super excited and happy to be here and having a great time. Exactly, cool. So before we get too much ahead, um, people who don't know who you are, uh, we're going to link all your social media and stuff in the description and show notes, but if you want to just give a quick intro about yourself, man. Yeah, so I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, I was lucky enough to have some mountain bike trails by my house, so I was mountain biking before I knew what it was, really, and then once I figured it out, uh, I started going to cross-country races, got my first job was at a bike shop, and then from there went to collegiate racing, and from there to racing semi-pro downhill, um, and then couldn't quite make it speed-wise there, but luckily free ride and slope style came on the scene, and... um, so I did well with that, and that kind of launched my career as a professional bike rider. Um, and so I did the full slope style circuit, world circuit, for eight years. And then the last eight years I've been doing a lot more filming and adventure trips and storytelling and just doing, showing people a good time on bikes and all the bikes, too. And, you know, I have the background and everything from cross-country to downhill to trials and dirt jumping. And so I love everything. And so now I'm now I get to ride all the bikes and show people cool stuff on them. Exactly, cool, man. And I really like that the part, the role you play with Diamondback, man. The the product development, you really get to get in there and and do a lot of work with them and help develop new stuff coming out. Yeah, that, I think that's one of the my favorite parts about uh, my job is that I get to work with the product team, and I relate it to like say if you had to drive a Toyota truck and you think there's some changes that need to be made, you can't just call Toyota and fix them, or like you know with your clothes or whatever. And so I'm gonna really lucky place that with everyone that I work with, um, on the bike side of things, I can give feedback and help make the bikes better all the time. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is I feel like it's, uh, it's pretty big to have a rider that has been riding for so long and in so many different disciplines to be able to come into the product side and our production side and be able to design or help design these, these, uh, these bikes that Diamondback puts out. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. And the, the product team there shreds as well. Um, everyone on the product team is great riders, and they ride all the time too. Um, and so we get a good take on how bikes are working in Utah, where I live, and in Washington, where they live, and then everywhere else that I go traveling. And we all we we always have these kind of brainstorm conferences too, where we think of you know what bike should we make uh, for three years from now because that's how long the production cycle takes. Yeah, when we start a project. We're not going to have a bike on the floor um, at a shop for like three years, which is crazy. You know, insane. trying to think into yeah. the future, what's going to be the sweet bikes? Well, I mean, you've seen bikes now, like too, like 
nobody knows what's happening. So it's it's everyone in these companies taking guesses and basically, you know, we're riding these bikes that are out right now, and we're trying to think about what we'd like to be riding. Exactly. You know, do we want more travel? Do we want less travel? Steeper head angles, slacker, you know, all that stuff. It's really hard to think about what is going to be, you know, the bikes that people want to be on in a few years. But it really comes down to what bikes we want to be on. And then that's kind of how the industry kind of snakes around and flows and ends up where it does. Yep. Just never ends. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you hear it with all these standard changes and all this stuff um, about Oh, companies want to just want to make money and from being on the inside with all these companies it's it's really not that there's i mean obviously there's that aspect of the business but it really is the development is driven by a bunch of people that work for these bike companies that love bikes and just want to make them better exactly and there's these you know this or that or whatever that drives them crazy so they work towards fixing this issue or that issue and make just making bikes better all the time and uh you know that's really is what is driving development in the bike industry that's so sick, man. Um, so uh, let me ask you, man, how did you enjoy your time here in Sedona, Arizona? I've had a blast here in Sedona at the Mountain Bike Festival. Um, I got to ride with uh, old friends and then with you guys, with new friends. Um, and then, like you're saying, the YouTube guys and uh, me and Phil for the first time. And it's funny because those guys are, you know, like the new kind of the new media and the new uh, celebrities in the mountain bike world. And it's it's crazy riding around with Phil and then everyone on the trail said, oh, skills of Phil. Everyone's, you know, everyone recognizes immediately. And it's, that's what, you know, YouTube has become. And people can just make their own channel. And if people identify with it, it gets huge. Exactly. Yeah, man. It's funny watching those guys right around. They're super cool. I like meeting them. They're really good dudes. Yeah. I think that's why they're successful is because they're genuinely good people. And, uh, but yeah, it's been great at the festival here because it's just everybody, uh, excited to ride bikes. I mean, there's Hans Ray rolling by right now and, <laughs> Um, you know, he was one of my inspirations growing up and yep. is a friend now and he's leading, what, what did you see him? And then 20, 30 people following him out on a ride. So um, sick. It's, it's just people getting together to ride bikes and have a good time. Yeah. It's so bad, man. Cool. Well, uh, we don't want to keep you too long. I know you got to get, um, Towns, anything, you got anything? Yeah. One question I have for you, Eric, is, uh, going into an event like this or, uh, similar ones, how, how do you like make a good schedule? Like, uh. Like, how does that work out, like, coming into this? Do you have a, a set plan of, like, a group ride? I know you did that here. Um, or is there anything that, like, your sponsors are, like, expecting of you while you're here? What's the, what's, like, a good, like, uh, schedule that you would have? Yeah, for this event, I went in pretty loose on the schedule because um, I hadn't been to this one before. And we scheduled the <clears throat> um, the Saturday afternoon ride, which went really well. Um but then I wanted to leave time to ride with, uh, uh, you know, old friends and new friends. And, um, I wanted to get out and shoot some photos and videos and wanted to go do the white line too. So it's, it's, you know, fun while you're down here to, you don't get to ride stuff like that very often. Um, not very many places. And, um, so yeah, I left, I left this schedule pretty open. Um, something like sea otter, um, which is, it's, it's almost more like a trade show with racing. Nice. Um, and my schedule is a lot more, uh, a lot tighter there to where it's kind of one meeting to the next. And I'll be, you know, working with a magazine for a couple hours, taking them out on a ride. And then I'll be with, uh, you know, maybe Diamondback at the booth and talking to some people about the bikes. And then I'll go over to Pac or Cliff Bar or whoever else yeah. that I work with and 
um, talk to people about their products and the role that they play in what I do and what I like about them. So cool. Exactly. Yeah. I try, I try not to get too sales pitchy, you know, with everything. Cause I, I really do everyone that I ride for, I really do believe in and they're companies that I pick because I like their product and yeah. I like the people that are there. So it's a, it's not an unnatural thing. Like it's just talking about the stuff that I like and I happen to get to work for them with them as well. So that's really cool. Cool, cool man. Yeah. Um, I had two questions for you real quick. We'll try to wrap it up real fast. Uh, first one was what's the scariest thing you ever done on a bike? Second question is, um, we're a mountain biking podcast Mm -hmm. or we're, we're enduro specific. What we're doing is enduro race team. So we're always talking about enduro and tips and tricks. If you have any tips for any enduro racers coming up racing in general, what would you, what would you give? But, um, we'll start real quick. What's the scariest thing you ever done? Scariest thing I've ever done on a bike. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think of that. There's, there's been a bunch of things. White line is, uh, it's a pretty scary thing just because of the consequences. Most stuff that you do on a mountain bike, and this is why I like mountain bikes is you have a pretty low risk of dying. Like (laughs) you'll get hurt. But, you know, it's not like skydiving. I feel like I shouldn't get into skydiving and squirrel suiting and base jumping because it looks like the most fun thing ever. But I shouldn't get into that because you don't just crash. You die and then you're done. And so that's where I like that mountain biking has that, uh, you know, you'll fall, you'll get hurt. It happens to everyone riding. But you're unlikely to die doing it, you know. So that's where white line's scary, but it's technically not hard riding. But then... Some of the stuff I did filming um, years ago, there was uh, a building that was shaped like a quarter pipe that was three stories tall. Um, I think I posted it on my Instagram um, a month or two ago, but that one was terrifying because I we had to climb up the back of the building and then uh, it had like eight feet of vert uh, before the quarter pipe started. And so I dropped in from a pedal stall and hopped in. On, I mean, it was you free fell for a while and then you're into the uh, quarter pipe as a building. It, it won't make sense until you see a picture of it or something, um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I put that on my Instagram recently. Um, You're just hoping you don't slide out. <laughs> slide out. <laughs> yeah, and to, to do everything right. Cause, um, and basically, that's eight feet of free falling. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, and if you think about it like an eight-foot drop on a trail, that's not a huge drop at yeah. all. But um, in this context, the way that it works, it was... Um, Sketchy. That was a crazy one. Um, there's been a bunch of things. I know I'm blanking on, no, that's on okay. that right now. <laughs> yeah, and I know you got to get um, so uh, just a few encouraging words with uh, for anybody pursuing in the sport, trying to enhance their riding skills or do racing. Yeah, I'd say um, just ride a lot. Um, that's the main thing I think that's always that's always worked. You know, I've seen a, a lot of these tools lately. Of um, you can build this thing for your bike and it'll teach you how to manual, like uh, these wood blocks and stuff. And there's yeah. another one like the rip and road thing we saw across from our tent (laughs) where these people are going back and forth like they're dry humping their handlebars you know and i'm thinking to myself like i mean these are good people that are trying to get better at riding bikes but um i'm not the kind of person that can go that goes to a gym and i can't make myself train and that sort of thing but uh if i'm riding my bike and having fun that works out way better and even if it's riding down the street in front of my house because the trails are muddy or whatever like it's still just time on the bike, I think, is what really pays off, and kind of following your own path in the industry, and I mean, in bikes in general, and what you want to do. You don't have to, you know, you can ride trials if you want to, even though it's not cool, or yeah. you know, if it's enduro that you want to do. It's I've only been successful at things that 
I'm internally driven to do that are that really speak to me and are fun to me. Anytime I try to, you know, think, oh, I should go race this because it's popular and it's, you know, something that everyone's doing. If it if it's not something that I really wanted to do, then I, I haven't been able to be successful at that. It's it's only when I really think about what I want to be doing and what how I see mountain biking and that path is what's. Um, but then put everything into it. I mean, that's what you know. When I was trying to be a racer, I just lived in a van and went to every race all summer and ate ramen noodles and <laughs> you know just lived as cheap as I could and worked hard in the winter to save up money and. It's just being there and being in the scene that you want to be in and being a part of it. Um, you know, so many people go through their lives taking the easy way out and because it's easier to not try. Yep. It's easier to just take the, the easy route. But <clears throat> everything, like the whatever the saying is, you know, everything awesome takes hard work, basically. Um, yep. and, and that's really it. You know, I've, I've never been, uh, not to go run on sentence, but no, you no, know, I've, I've never been the best at anything. I've never... Um, been like the supernaturally talented guy that like everything comes super easy to. Um, there's been times where it's maybe a little bit, but it's all hard work, really. It's all, you know, when I was riding trials and riding street, it was because after class in college, I'd go ride my bike for six hours, you know, street riding and jumping on ledges and whatever and that sort of thing. Or yeah. when whatever it is that it's just putting everything into it. Exactly. And, you know, I feel like I grew up riding with people that were a lot better than me, but they just, you know, got into girls or got into cars or got into whatever else it was. Uh-huh. And um, I just kept on doing it, you know? You're just super passionate, dude. That's yeah, awesome. I just, just whatever you're going to do, put everything into it and do it right. Um, don't half-ass it and, you know, wish that you'd... You don't want to look back and be like, man, I wish I had done this or that or tried a little bit harder because then I could have done it. You don't want to have that question in your life. Perfect. You just awesome. want to know that you put everything into it, and if it didn't work out, you put everything into it. Yep. That's and so cool. you yeah. learn from it, and, you know, or maybe it does work out. So Exactly. Awesome. Cool, man. I love it. Uh, yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, at Porter MTB on Instagram and um, Facebook and everything. Awesome. Um, that's the easiest way. Yeah. Cool, man. Thank you so much for sitting down with us, and thank you for the awesome weekend. We really totally. Yeah, it. that was a good time. It was a great time. <laughs> yeah, awesome to meet you guys. Cool. And thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you guys later. Later. See you. Bye.